and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. This week we're talking Ouija boards, we're getting spooky, we're chatting to ghosts and we're being savagely rejected by every spirit we encounter. and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. It's a special spooky Halloween episode. Spooky. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) We had a Twitter poll where we suggested some episode ideas and all of them got 33% out of the three ideas we suggested. So this is going to be the first of our three mini episodes. So today we're doing a Ouija board. Ah, we're going to talk to the dead and stuff. Yeah, spirits. Spirits, man. And then we're going to do another couple of episodes on... We're going to read some creepy pasta stories. And Tom and I are going to go on a ghost walk and then tell the ghost stories we found out. (laughs) And I've got a couple of, like, ghost stories that I was told as a kid that stuck with me that I think I'll tell as well. Who told you ghost stories as a kid? I was in Scouts. Is that what they do? They're like, welcome to Scouts, here's some... No, no, we weren't allowed, like, it it was like, past bedtime, like... Oh, naughty. It was like a naughty, like, we were staying up late and telling ghost stories. (laughs) And I never had any. Oh. (laughs) But someone told me this one story that, like, stuck with me. But I'll save it for that episode anyway. Mysterious. I like it. So this week, Tom and I are actually in the same room together. Hooray! Which hasn't been for the last couple of weeks, just because I've been away. But for a Ouija board, you can't really do it over the internet. Yeah, you cannot Skype a Ouija board. Yeah. There's no, they don't, <laughs> Skype haven't built in Ouija boards. Well, you can do ones online, because as I was like, I was Googling how to do a Ouija board, and it was like, I was Googling how to do a Ouija board, even if you don't believe in Ouija boards. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and for some reason a thing came up asking are only online Ouija boards real and as opposed as, to <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was like obviously not like they're online it's a program but whatever so there are online ones but like they're obviously fake and this one is legit um, <laughs> this um, I might take a picture of this for later because this one Kat has made herself it looks amazing but also to put it on a wooden board the only thing we had was a chopping board yeah. so <laughs> this has had both spirits and yeah. garlic bread on it <laughs> uh. yeah before I describe the board and what we've done I'll quickly say so we're sitting in the same room now and we're about to do a Ouija board and we'll cut up all the stuff that happens because inevitably spirits are going to talk to us, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then afterwards, we'll do a short bit where I explain the origin of a Ouija board and how it works and stuff like that. But I didn't want to read all of that before doing the Ouija board because I didn't want to like taint my view of it. Yeah. And I thought that if I knew how a Ouija board worked, then it wouldn't work on me. Mm, you'd be... You can't do a Ouija board and reel off facts about... Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, a 19 I felt like it would ruin the mood, so... Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know anything about it. Um, I don't either. I know that... I did do some research about the origins of it in terms of, like... 
I wanted to make sure that it wasn't like basically I wanted to make sure it wasn't like cultural appropriation for us to do it yeah. <laughs> but it originated as like a parlor game in the 1920s and has been adapted by like a new age subculture um, so it didn't originate from a specific religion and was generally just taken over by psychics in the 20s main fake psychics in the 20s trying to make money yeah I don't think you need to say fake psychics <laughs> that's like saying... I don't know people who listen they might believe in it and like, yeah. I don't want to be like you're wrong but I don't believe in it so. <laughs> <laughs> and so the same, that's the same net result basically yeah yeah so, but I, d- I don't want to be like you're in like I don't want to be like yeah I don't know. You don't want to be like. I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to people call people an idiot for not believing the same thing as me. But yeah. So I think before we start, maybe I think we've shared our opinion that neither of us believe in Ouija boards. But have you ever had any experience with one? I have never had an experience with a Ouija board. I think the spookiest thing I've ever done is watch my friends drink and gradually turn into monsters. Yeah. uh... (laughs) So the plan is we're sober right now. If it doesn't work, then I think we're going to drink and see if it works after we're drunk. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> Alcohol is the answer. Because I feel like it might loosen us up and the spirits are more likely to like talk to you if you're drunk. Mm. The spirits are definitely more likely to flow out of me. <laughs> tell you that. Right. So we've got... So the internet said I needed a wooden board. Mm-hmm. Um, and any bit, they said any bit of paper would do for writing the letters, but it's better to have a wooden board. So I've got my pizza board, which is like a, a square wooden board that I put pizza on. Um, it's just a, it's a chopping board. I don't know why I call it a pizza board. Because it, it's, <laughs> it's all I eat. I think, I yeah, that's more telling about your lifestyle. But you're like, oh, this is the pizza board. That's what this is pizza used for. Pizza and garlic bread. <laughs> And then it's got a bit of paper which has, has A to Z, yes and no, the numbers 1 to 9 and then 0. It's got hello, goodbye. And also it told me to draw a sun and a moon in the top right and left hand corner. So I did that. Hmm. But I don't think the Ouija board's supposed to point at it. I think that's just supposed to make it more magic. Right. Um, the internet did suggest we surround the board and bring like magic and spiritual things like they suggested like if you're trying to talk to someone you know who's dead well someone you knew who's dead then bring like an item of their jewelry or if you're just trying to contact spirits in general like put some crystals and stuff down mm. but they said they're not necessary so we've done our best <laughs> um <laughs> we don't have crystals um so we've got conkers which we figured might... They are the crystals of autumn. Yeah, exactly. And they're so cute. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't think cuteness is what uh, you're kind of pitching for. Yeah. <laughs> but we figured like they're natural. They're like they're kind of like crystals. Yeah. And like one of them has been half eaten by a squirrel, which is why I chose it. That is pretty spooky. Yeah. Well, because a, sp- a, like, um, a squirrel is like my um, Patronus. Like, if I were an animal, I'd be a squirrel. Yeah, I don't think it's much of a sign being a squirrel to eat conkers. It's yeah, not... no, but then we went looking for conkers and I found one half eaten by a squirrel and I was like, that's a sign to use this <laughs> in my Ouija board. Wow, this is how people become religious. <laughs> Just, uh, oh my God, a squirrel ate a nut. It could only be a miracle. 
And then we have some pebbles which come from just outside my flat. You know they have like around a flat like a little pebble bit. They're like man-made pebbles. It's, well, it, it's gravel. Gravel, yeah. That's so we've got some gravel. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some gravel. Um, <laughs> we've also got um, a little kind of red berry that I picked off a bush. I think uh, that's a tomato, Catherine. <laughs> no, it's not. You, Is it? you know, no. It's like it's it's a poisonous berry thing. It's a what? Would you put it in my hand if it's poisonous? I'm putting it back. Well, down. you're not going to eat it. No. Okay. And then we also have two candles. Um, I couldn't think of anything much more magical than a unicorn Pegasus. Um, and I've got a Pegasus like toy, cuddly toy thing that I have in my room anyway. So he's watching and beanie baby for our American listeners. Oh yeah, he's beanie a beanie baby. baby. Um, Which is the scariest thing of all. He's so cute. I love him. Yeah. He's like, I think, I call him a unicorn, but he doesn't have a horn. He's only got wings. So he's not a unicorn. He's a pegasus, but... But the wings are multicoloured, so... Yeah, basically. but he is magic. <laughs> and then I've got a necklace, which is like one of my favourites, which is kind of like, because they were saying like, get old necklaces from like your dead relatives, but I don't have any necklaces of dead relatives so I've just got one of mine but it's like an old looking necklace because I got it like made because I really like this uh, female figure from history and it, she's called Princess Maud well Empress Maud sorry and basically long story short but she's really cool and she was the first almost queen of England where basically her brother took over the throne no not her brother her cousin took over the throne while she was away because she got married very young despite the fact it was supposed to be her throne so then she came back to england and demanded that she be made queen even though there'd never been a female queen but she was next in line so she was like i want to be queen yeah um and then all the media at the time which was just newspapers <laughs> said that like she was a woman who was her mouth was too loud and she was being a bitch basically so it was the, it was the first um a nasty woman basically. yes yeah yeah exactly um and then they if it was finally basically agreed that she would become queen but on her coronation day she got trampled to death um, in a riot because she was the first female queen and I just think it's an interesting story about how much things have changed because obviously you've got a female queen but how much things are exactly the same in that you've got newspapers telling women that they're rising above their station and yeah. they're nasty women because they want power so this is a, a dead woman who would want revenge yes so that is the kind I of spirit. really hope it's like a feminist spirit who comes back <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to a mansplaining spirit yeah. which would start with like actually <laughs> take about 20 yeah. minutes to write yeah I'm hoping to attract her sort of spirit by putting that there so basically there was an Etsy shop that was selling like famous women necklaces and I asked if they could make one of her and they did and it's really pretty and it's one of my favourite necklaces so I thought I'd put it down nice um, so that's a fun story cool um, so I'll get down to the rules the first thing is our opening ritual which I guess we've kind of done in our introduction it says to burn candles which we've been doing the entire time 
Um, I'm not allowed candles where I live. <laughs> um, the spookiest thing at Halloween is to contravene your flat agreement. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really hoping the fire safety people don't come in randomly at nine o'clock at night. Being <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they do and they find us with a Ouija board, they'll have other questions. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Recording ourselves doing a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next thing we need to do after our opening ritual, which I think we've done a pretty good opening ritual setting up the board, yeah, is make a list of questions as a group that we want to ask the spirit. So we've got to designate one person to write and one person to ask the spirit. And they can be the same person, but one person needs to do it. So I don't know, Tom, if you want to write and I'll ask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything the Ouija board says you have to write down, but also maybe you want to write some questions we want to ask. Mm-hmm. So what, what's our first question going to be? Well, it says there's a few first questions you should ask. You should always like start by introducing yourself and asking them who they are. So who are you? Yeah. Or what's your name? Because I think it would be weird if you went up to someone and said, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah, but if, if they called you across the void and they're a dead <laughs> spirit, I think... The internet said you have to be really respectful of spirits, so I'm trying to be like... <laughs> <laughs> like, this is their space. Um, yeah, you Tom, need to respect you know that. what? It is, and we're taking them all the way from death. <laughs> just so that we can be like to uh, York yeah <laughs> what's up how you doing <laughs> um, what are the questions shall we ask um, well ask like how old they are their name yeah that I kind of thing does About it take a long time to get answers do you think well from what I could say, read it said it can spend up to 20 minutes to get your first thing your mm. first movement but after that it should go pretty easily and then they'll let you know when they want to exit the board because they'll start counting down the alphabet or counting down numbers or doing eight symbols on the board, like the symbol of eight. And that's how they let you know that they want to leave. Why, what about the goodbye space? Why don't they just go to that? No, we, they might, they'll do that and then they'll, you have to move it to goodbye. I read a long thing about how if you don't move it to goodbye, then they can come out and get you. So, <laughs> we have to move the pointer to goodbye. To be fair, I have I have the same policy for all my conversations. <laughs> if people don't formally leave, I assume we're still talking. And then I just turn up to their house in the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that, but ghostly. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe what year did you die? Yeah, or what? and what year were you born? Yeah. Yeah. What year would you did you die? We're not really supposed to ask them about their death because they can get touchy about it. Apparently. What? <laughs> but I think that we should ask them because, like, yeah, I, it's not a magic eight ball. I don't want to be like, does Tom have a crush on me? <laughs> <laughs> she loves me not. She loves me. That's my ghost voice. Um, okay. Shall we also ask it, uh, do bitches be crazy? Yeah, yeah, ask it, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, I think that's a good one. <laughs> no, you've got to be respectful to the spirits, And Tom. I want to know if bitches be crazy <laughs> back in the 1890s or whatever. Tom, Empress Maud would not be impressed with this okay. language. Okay. We're trying to attract a strong female spirit. <laughs> and if you can't respect <laughs> that, then you need to leave. <laughs> Who don't need no corporeal form. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't need no flesh. Uh, okay, what, what, what do you want to ask then? 
I don't know. Um, I think we should definitely ask, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> well, dead is how they're doing. Okay, okay. Maybe you're better at coming up with questions than me. Okay. Um... I guess we want to know about them and their life. Yeah. Most interestingly. Um, uh, what was your what was your life's purpose or what did what did you do? Yeah, yeah, or something? yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll ask them like, yeah. Um What yeah, did we'll... you do in life? And then they can be like IT yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I can't think of any other things to ask. I'm I feel like when the, when it starts moving, if it starts, I really hope it does, then um, we might have more questions. I... Yeah, I think if we go for too many. Should we ask it something about us? Can I see into the future? Um, yeah, they might be. We'll ask, can you see into the future? I don't think it will give us lottery numbers. Oh, what? What did we even bother putting the numbers on it for then? <laughs> Let's just spell out the year it was born. Okay. Now, we welcome the spirits and say only positive energy is welcome. Only, welcome. Welcome. Only positive energy is welcome here. Only positive energy, please. Okay. Now, we have to ask for questions. Do not swear at the spirit and we have to be polite. Okay. What is your name? I felt a twitch. Mm. Was that you? Yeah. Oh. Should I ask again? Yeah. What is your name? I welcome positive energy into the room and I welcome spirits to our board for an open discussion about gender. <laughs> I was getting really into that. <laughs> you were starting a, a college campus kind of. We're going to have a debate about intersectionality. I'm sorry. We just sat in silence for a minute for that joke. <laughs> it won't be as funny even to people who are listening because I haven't been sitting silent for a minute meditating in the build up to that joke. I'm okay. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make it work somehow in the edit. <laughs> Hopefully. So. I didn't make it work in the edit. Uh, this episode was originally about two hours long and all you would have been listening to at this point was the scrape of the planchette on the chopping board and us going, why isn't it working? What's happening? So it wasn't too successful. But basically all you need to know is that what happened here took hours and hours and hours and there was no point editing it down. Um, we spoke to one spirit quotation marks that just answered no to everything so either we contacted a spirit that didn't want to be contacted or that's the equilibrium of where our arms were balanced i don't know you can decide that for yourself so we're going to cut straight to the next day when we tried it again with a friend of ours the next morning okay and we're back Yesterday, Tom and I didn't actually end up doing another Ouija board 
because we got drunk and watched The Woman in Black <laughs> and then went to bed. And we were planning on after watching a horror film doing another Ouija board and then we didn't. But it's a new day and we've got someone else here because we thought that having three of us might help us out. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Annalise. I've never done a Ouija board before. Um, I'm not sure I really buy into it. It remind me of those things that you did in primary school when you found out who you were going to marry. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should Wait, ask what? it that. <laughs> you know when it's like, there was like the mash one, yeah. you know, but also like the... Oh, the bits of paper you have on your fingers and then it's you choose yeah, a colour. Yeah, yeah. one where you write like mash, whether you're going to live in a mansion. Or an apartment, a shed, <laughs> or a house. Which are the four <laughs> options for where you live. You a dice and you went round and... Yeah. 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 <laughs> and there was one where you drew a, like a spiral and then someone randomly told you to stop and then you had to count <laughs> from the inside out and it would be like, oh, you'll marry someone whose name begins with... Yeah. F, you'll have five children. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was a boy in primary school. <laughs> I mainly like had fights. That's you had true. fights. I, I do not believe them. that. I was there when they were happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't involved in the fights, but I was nearby. Anyway, this point again uh, was hours and hours and hours of scraping and waiting and it not really working. Hence why there's this message of me recorded rather than a recording the actual thing um who did we speak to there was someone who was very obsessed with the rnib that was weird there was a scary moment where um we asked the spirit do you have any advice and it spelt out stop and uh yeah that was mildly pants shittingly terrifying just for a second um, but the most interesting thing was that one of the, quote, spirits we spoke to, when we asked their name, they said their name was Quoff, Q-U-O-F. And we weren't sure what that was. So after we'd said goodbye to the spirits, make sure none of us were going to be haunted, um, Catherine Googled it. And here's the result. So um, I looked up what Q-U-O-F meant. And there was no definition anywhere except for Urban Dictionary. And the Urban Dictionary definition was a fart that comes out of a penis after surgery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so does that mean it's someone messing with us? It's someone whose nickname that would have been? Or did we contact the ghost of a penis fart from... The 1940s. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. we want to sum up how you felt. Like, d like, did you think that it was legit? What did you think? Um, I thought it depended on where our fingers were placed uh -huh. and our elbows. And sometimes it was really dragging... Yeah. But then once we shifted and it stopped dragging, it started like zooming along. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're willing it to actually mm. be legible. Yeah. Um, I think as it was moving, I was thinking, oh, what can this be spelling out? And then thinking, oh, the next letter should be this. Yeah. Or whatever. And then yeah. it starts moving towards that because you've thought 
oh, the next letter should be this. Yeah, when it when it did H Y. Then in yeah. my head I was like, well, that can only be the word him. Yeah, me too. That's what I was mm-hmm. thinking. And then I was thinking, oh, so M's nearby, but then to get to N, it's going to have to go all the way across the board. Maybe yeah. it's not that. And I was thinking if I just wanted to mess it up, I could quite easily mm. just put a little bit of weight behind it and yeah. it to nonsense if I wanted, wanted to. to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's been the end of our Ouija board section. Thank you, Annalise, for coming. Well, thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tom, for also being here. Yeah, I'm glad we contacted a penis fart. <laughs> that's brilliant. Me too. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. We've packed the Ouija board away, and we're going to debrief and talk about what it all means and how it works. It's going to be quite relaxing for me to just sort of sit back and listen to information rather than sitting still trying to contact dead spirits who want to kill me. Yeah, it did require (laughs) quite a lot of patience. It felt like sometimes we were just not going to get anything. And then when it did move, it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I think as well, I haven't, like, edited it yet, but Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is going to be, like, empty silence and scraping on on the wooden board yeah so um yeah however it comes out in the episode is going to be a lot less time than uh, than we spent on it yeah yeah i think we were a good couple of hours oh it was ages yeah so obviously tom won't include all of that and hopefully you'll just edit to the good bits where we were actually talking to quote unquote spirits <laughs> quote unquote yeah <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to tell you a bit about like the history of a Ouija board and then we'll move on to like what scientists say and stuff and the proof around them. When you say scientists, are they like proper scientists devoted to Ouija studies or Not something? Not devoted, but like one of, um, one of my favourite scientists has worked on it, which is kind of cool. Oh, right. Um, but we'll get to also that. Also cool... Also cool that you have a favourite scientist. <laughs> he was like someone I stu- well, we'll get to it. But I studied okay. him in my final year project, so like, I feel like he's my bro. <laughs> Science bro. <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, what's the history then? What's the story? So um, Ouija boards weren't actually introduced until like 1890, but they're technically a form of like automatic writing which is something that's been documented for a really, really long time. Um, so automatic, What's that? Automatic writing is basically anything where you kind of write something down where it appears to be not part of... Not, it hasn't come from you. So, like, Ouija boards spell out letters, but you can also do the thing, like, where you have a candle and a bit of paper and you, like, hover it over and move it around and then it will burn out a letter into the paper. So sorry. So, like, what the shape that you've made in burn marks from moving the candle around draws a letter or something? You move the paper around, not the candle. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's also well, then like, surely. No, never mind. I'm not going to think about it too much. <laughs> there's also like psychics who just get a pen and like put it on the paper, and then just let the pen move and say that they're not moving it. They're just like drawing whatever comes to mind, kind of thing. Like you know, when you were a kid and you um did those things that were like you drew just like a scribble on the page and then coloured in the scribble 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you literally just, like, run your pen all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'm an artist. Look, I've used four different types of crayon. Yeah, it's kind of like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, like, automatic writing is something that's been around for a long time, but Ouija wasn't actually introduced until 1890, if that makes sense. Yeah. Ouija is a form of automatic writing. Mm. A sort of group, group form. Yeah, yeah. So automatic writing is believed to have its origins in China and has been mentioned in Daozang scripture. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it's a religious text of Taoism, which, again, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, I, I mean, statistically, you don't pronounce things correctly. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah you've tried, at least. Yeah. I, hope... I think Taoism's a thing. I've heard, I've heard of that. Yeah, I did a project on it at school. Oh, right. Because like, you. Yeah, I know. We had to study, like, other religions, because I went to a Catholic school. Um, so we knew, like, stuff about Catholicism, but we never learned about other religions. So then they gave us a project where we had to learn about other religions. So I decided to try and choose an obscure religion. Yeah. Did they, by any chance, were all the presentations uh, titled, like, um, Heretical Non-Believers or something? I imagine it was, like, <laughs> a bit biased. <laughs> Uh, not really, no. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Who wants to do their presentation on a religion that's wrong next? <laughs> it was, it wasn't ours. like that. It was like a kind of like... It was actually a lot more like... Um, they're wrong, but like they have their right to be. That is so patronising. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe that water becomes Jesus in your mouth and then be, like, that patronising to people. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm getting you off topic. Yeah. So it's kind of Chinese roots. Well, it? yeah, it's been practised in, like, ancient China, Greece, Rome, medieval Europe, basically everywhere. Um, but as far as I can tell, like, today, automatic writing's not a part of Taoism or any other religious practice outside of like modern spiritualism which some people practice like over here like it's not an official religion but people are spiritual and practice Ouija boards as a way to connect with spirits it's just a vague love of crystals and uh, yeah. stuff from zen basically yeah. isn't it like kind of new age stuff mm-hmm. so the actual mm. Ouija board as we know it was like introduced as a parlor game it wasn't supposed to be religious it wasn't supposed to be like spirits it was just like a parlor game of like see what it spells out um but then it was like commandeered by spiritualists and psychics here's the kind of fucked up bit i think after world war one as a way of communicating with the dead so that's weird yeah so it's kind of like loads of these people have died in a war and there's obviously loads of widows and loads of people grieving. So how can we make money? Let's exploit them by telling them they can Ugh. talk to all their dead partners. And yeah. Blimey. That is uh, that is really the market trying to fill a hole that doesn't need to yeah. be filled. And I don't want to say this about all psychics. But I think some people claiming to be psychics are kind of still really manipulative in this way. That's very um, that's very generous and diplomatic of you. I, I would say all of them. <laughs> but some of them genuinely it. believe it. Some of them genuinely yeah, believe that they're doing the right thing. Mm, I, I, okay, I suppose. it's That's unwitting exploitation then, as, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. 
I mean, they're still making money off grief, but I guess a lot yeah, of... Yeah, they're like, not donating their services, are they? Yeah. But I guess, like, you could say that... I mean, we're not making money off our podcast, but we did a podcast about someone who was murdered, like... Or not murdered, but someone who died who was potentially murdered. Like, if we ever made money, like, we'd be making money off someone's death. Uh, so are we better yeah. than psychics, Tom? <laughs> Uh, I, yes, we are. That's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Okay, well, we'll disagree on that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, fun fact, which this podcast is full of, by the way. Fun fact, Ouija is a trademarked name. So what we were playing wasn't actually a Ouija board. Oh. Yeah. Ours was like an off-brand independent yeah <laughs> they're called like spirit boards or talking boards ouija board is like you know how hoovers are like only a certain type of vacuum cleaner cleaners oh uh, yeah like yeah, that yeah. is like and that dumpster. but ouija but everyone knows ouija so they say ouija yeah do, do do many people buy ouija boards i mean it's a bunch of letters on a chopping board i think so i mean ours was a bunch of letters on a chopping board Tom, but I think the <laughs> well, legit uh, yeah. ones, like, they claim that they're blessed and stuff. Like, I think you can buy different types. If I was different into types. it, I'd buy one. Well, I guess it's better than having to get out the craft knife every time you want to, you know, contact dead people. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're doing it frequently enough, like, you'll want a nice one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any any hobby that you're properly committing to, you want the nice stuff, don't you? You want the, the gear. Um, I'm not sure whose hobby is, you know, the netherworld, but yeah. everyone's got to have... It's better than heroin, Actually, I suppose. Actually, a guy we went to college with, um, I won't say his name, but sometimes goes... I didn't really know him very well, but he sometimes goes live on Facebook doing, like, um, card readings... Oh, tarot things. Yeah. I think I know who you mean, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I watch them just because I find it so interesting and fascinating. And, like, it's so, like, I don't believe in it, but it's super, like, cool. Like, I wish that I did. I once started watching one of his streams. Um, but then, obviously, it shows you who's watching. And he suddenly said, hi, Tom, how's it going? And I was <laughs> like, oh, because... <laughs> I, you know, I thought I was just passively watching a video, and then the video spoke to me, and that was that's about as close to the paranormal as I think I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get. Yeah, um, but no, I think it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Like, well, I, I only watched like one, but I just really enjoyed watching it. It was just solid entertainment. <laughs> entertainment. That is that is as far as it goes, really. Wow. Some people don't believe that. So I'm being very judgmental today, but I know. also You're I'm salty. correct. So. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's play a game called Guess What Recommended Age You Should Be Like to Play a Ouija Board. Like, so the manufacturers have decided an age that you shouldn't be under to play the Ouija board. Oh, okay. It's, I don't think it's a particularly surprising age. It's just a fun game. Like, what age do you think you should be to be able to play a Ouija board? Um, well, if you were, like, trying to contact a specific person and you needed some kind of message from the next life, 
if it's urgent enough, then surely anyone should be able to use it. But if you're just, you know, wanting a chin wag and there's a possibility you're going to get possessed or whatever, I'd say 16, maybe. Oh, you overshot. <laughs> Did I? I thought oh. you were going to say like 13. Like, that's the age you can have a Facebook. It's the age you can contact with dad. <laughs> so as you can open a facebook live account yeah. with heaven <laughs> <laughs> um but the makers recommend for players over eight eight so eight years old that seven seems... you're too immature to contact the dead but at eight you know what you're doing <laughs> that is so arbitrary <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> like i would have thought uh, you know they, they sh- it's either to me like oh yeah this is really dangerous you need to be an adult or it's fake as shit and doesn't do anything, so anyone go for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird in-between thing. It's a very strange age, I think. Like, um... Because it's not, it's not, like, really young. It's not like they're risking of swallowing things. Like, you know, some things are, like, under one year shouldn't be using Oh, this. yeah. But it's like... I, maybe that's just it, because if there's, like, the, the cup thing... Yeah, but, like, a seven-year-old... How is a seven-year-old going to swallow a cup... They, they they find ways, these children. <laughs> scarier than ghosts. What, children? Yeah. Oh. There were loads <laughs> of children around my university. Um, like, loads. I don't know where they came from, but there was, like... I'd say easily, like, 50. And what, was, today? No, no, it's a Sunday. No. On, like, Friday. And they just kept... It seemed like every classroom I was in, they were outside shouting... Like, I went to, like, three different lectures, and they were all outside, all of them. And I was like, am I being haunted by 50 children? Oh, God. I knew. That's why when we contacted the Ouija thing, why it didn't spell out anything proper. Because they they were all shouting at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it was just loads of children shouting. (laughs) They all, like, were in a fatal bus crash 50 years ago, and now they're with you forever. don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, creepy yeah i feel like the spirits we did contact were not that helpful to be honest yeah like looking back now none of the information was relevant to my life or useful (laughs) yeah and i i did think it was quite telling how apart from the yes or no questions which were sometimes inappropriate for the um (laughs) It, like for the question it's like what is your name and it, uh, yes that's not helpful but it, it, whenever it was spelling something it it was gibberish no that's not true it spelled out stop okay it did that once and that was terrifying <laughs> it was it, <laughs> but um but i think well this was one of the things i don't know if we've discussed this already with annalise um in the last bit but we said when it went to s and we all in our heads auto-completed, mm-hmm. thinking it was going to say stop. And then it wrote out the word stop. Okay, that's exactly my point, because we're going to talk about like why it does stuff like this. Okay. So, basically, scientists and psychologists... Have, well, psychologists are scientists. Let's just lump them all into one. Scientists yeah. have sort of concluded that the movement is a result of ideomotor response. Ooh, that's a good word. I know. (laughs) Which is essentially, a thought of a mental image brings about an automatic muscular reaction. 
that's so small you don't realise you're doing it. Kind of like res like reflexive responses when you're in pain. Like if you touch something hot, your hand pulls back without you even needing to. Yeah. Yeah. So your basically, your body just does it. If you imagine it happening, and if you think it's going to happen, like your body will do a very small response, like as if it's happening. Okay. So it will essentially push your fingers. I read a really interesting thing about how like musicians can sometimes think about um, playing something, even though they're not physically moving, and it will build their muscle memory. Like, even though their muscles aren't moving and stuff, like, it will build that memory further, and they actually get stronger at doing it, even though they haven't been physically moving their hands. What, because they're just, they're mentally sort of going through the motions and Yeah, mentally it going out. through the motions and planning it out, but also, like, I think you've got tiny little micro-movements that you don't even realise you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm testing that now. I'm, like, thinking about playing guitar and i can feel my hand like slightly almost take a chord position a little bit but without moving that much yeah exactly so you think that you don't realize you're doing it you're only realizing it now because you're thinking about it and you're noticing those movements yeah so apparently a lot of the time our body is doing these like small movements yeah. if you think I about mean, doing something and, but it was probably also to do with the fact that you have to hold your arm there for ages before it does anything and like holding it off the ground. And my arm did start to get quite, um, yeah, it will be a mixture ache, of like those wobbly. Yeah. Cause I, I especially get quite shaky when like my arm is tired or I've been carrying something heavy for a while. Yeah. But like, that was probably what was happening when it was, do you remember that time we did it and it was consistently going to no? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think when it was spelling out stop like we all thought after s we all thought oh it's spelling out stop so it's spelled out stop mm. that was probably the the time it was most working as like intended yeah i think because it like i think the other times maybe we all had different kind of thoughts in our head so it was moving different ways mm. yeah and it is it is amazing, like, how after we've been doing it for long enough and you sort of have to get into that headspace of pretending it's real. Um, yeah. Or kind of playing along. How you, you almost do start to convince yourself a little bit Yeah. that it's real and that you're actually talking to a spirit. Yeah, I read that it's kind of related to, like, hypnosis, where, like, you're trying to convince yourself and you're so, like, absorbed in it that you don't consider the outside world. Yeah. You can kind of convince yourself of anything if you try hard enough. Yeah, yeah. If you're willfully ignorant. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of first um, documented by my BFF, Michael Faraday. <laughs> um, my BFF, Michael Faraday. <laughs> wow. You are nerding out the podcast. <laughs> As opposed to every other podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm here trying to make it cool. I'm wearing sunglasses right now. I know, no, you're you know, not. no one can see. I am. I'm wearing sunglasses and a backwards cap, and I'm riding riding a skateboard. Okay, whatever. That's bullshit. But I'm fine. rad. You know, you have to just deal with it. Well, you know who else was rad, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> who was rad? Michael Faraday. 
Michael Farad, eh? Or, uh, wait, that doesn't quite work, does it? No, that was bad. Farad. Yeah, Faraday. Rad. Faraday. <laughs> I'll write it down for you later. I'm sure it works. Uh, barely. <laughs> anyway, he was a pretty damn cool guy. Okay. Right. He did, like, loads of work on electromagnetism, especially, like, experiments. He didn't actually have much of a formal schooling. Like, he wasn't especially good at maths. Apparently, he had, like, trigonometry and basic algebra and stuff, but didn't do much past that, but was, like, really good at experiments and shit. And he just made <laughs> huge advantage, like, uh, like advances in electromagnetism, which is pretty damn cool. That is impressive. I, I thought he was some kind of, you know, Oxbridge um, mathy type. He ended up getting, like, an honorary degree from Oxford, I think. Oh, wow. Um, but I don't think he ever formally studied that. I could be wrong, but I know that a lot of his early education, like, was, like, not a formal education. And I think it was only later in his life that he started to study, like, formally. Fair play to him. Yeah. He's done done well. So yeah. what does he have to do with um, Ouija, Ouija-ness? He was just passionate about, like, educating others and wanted to prove that, like, table turning, which is a different kind of form of Ouija boards, weren't real. Um, right. And in lab conditions, he basically showed, um, and it's been continued to show through other experiments, that subjects were moving the planchet involuntarily so basically what i'm saying is we were moving it involuntarily it wasn't moving by itself and that's been proved by the yeah. different forces acting on it which sounds like so they would it's fairly like they, obvious but like at the time proving it is actually big yeah i mean i suppose it was a much more um uh archaic kind of time yeah or primitive i guess is the word i mean um, so it's not like you can just strap magnetic things to everyone's head and measure their brain waves and see what they're doing or whatever. You've sort of you've got to prove on a fundamental level that they're pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it didn't really have that much to do with electromagnetism, but I think like back then, like magnetism was seen as being this really mysterious thing and probably something moving without anyone touching it might have been seen as related because like when you've got yeah. two magnets they like move towards each other without touching so i feel like at the time they were kind of like looked at as we're not really sure what's going on here yeah i mean i guess to be fair if you don't know what a magnet is it kind of does look magic yeah like they just fly towards yeah. each other <laughs> or just um, fly away yeah yeah, yeah. okay that's interesting. So, yeah, so he investigated all of that and just generally, like, did loads of stuff. And, like, I think he did even stuff in chemistry during his lifetime that I don't know anything about, but I think he was, like, a really prolific scientist. Good on him. Yeah. Old, old Faraday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whenever I read about, like, old scientists and stuff, and pe like, they're always, like, straight white men, which is fine, whatever. <laughs> but I always worry, like, a lot of the people at the time were kind of shitty and doing shitty things because it's just, like, what was in society, like, raping women and mm. thinking it was cool. And I always worry, like, that I'm going to like a scientist and then find out he was a bellend. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, whenever you're trying to like judge someone from the past in a complete sense, it's it's hard to kind of balance up the time someone's in and whether they themselves are just bad. Yeah, um, I didn't find anything bad about him, but I'm always slightly suspicious of men in the 1800s. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it, it would be quite late for any allegations to come out about him from the 1800s now. <laughs> it's kind of like, if it's not been documented, like, there's no one who's going to come forward at this point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> unless unless we do contact someone through through your chopping board. <laughs> that would have been a crazy episode, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too for the afterworld. Oh. That would be, that would be crazy. I don't want to think about it, to be honest. The whole, like, no. I don't know. I've just been so mad over the last month about, like, Brett Kavanaugh and, ever, like, I just don't want to even go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bad time. It, but Michael Faraday is rad. Yeah, he's so. chill. He's a chill. He's a chill dude. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> chill dude. Um, I think something even more mysterious, right, was in a study in 2012... They found that when answering yes or no questions, using a Ouija board was more accurate than guesswork. Really? So, I went through and clicked, like, on the study, and I'll read a bit of the abstract that I've kind of edited to make it, like, less douchey. Not less douchey. (laughs) So, more accessible, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, results show that when participants believed that they knew the answer responses through guesswork well not guesswork responses through them saying the answer and the Ouija board were pretty much the same so if they asked you like what's your birthday and you said your birthday and if they asked you what like when you're using a Ouija board it would have spelled out the same thing but when the participants believed that they were guessing so they asked them a question that they couldn't know or didn't think that they knew the answer to their accuracy when they were guessing was 50%, as you would expect, because it's 50-50, like in a yes or no question. But it was significantly higher when using a Ouija board. It was about 65% accuracy. So, wait, sorry. So, uh, they... So, it was more accurate when it was a board rather than them just guessing something. Yeah, so basically, they'd ask a question, something like that the person didn't know. So, like, who was the second king of England or something? I don't know that. And they'd answer yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Was he a king? (laughs) Yes, he was. (laughs) Okay. What they'd say, was the second king of England called Charles or something? And they would guess yes or no, because you've got, like, a 50-50 chance of that being right. So what does what's the kind of point of that? Like, what's the um, what does that mean? What do you mean? Well, if it's more accurate using a Ouija board, is there a reason for that, or like oh, something to take away? So it could be spirits that know slightly more things than humans. Okay, that's but, not so what that's the paper option... said. Um... That's explanation <laughs> D. Yeah, so. Basically, it said that it's kind of implicit memories. So the person would say, oh, I don't know the answer to that. And they wouldn't 
but subconsciously they might have heard the answer somewhere and remember it and using the Ouija board they were able to access that. That's interesting. Yeah. That does seem also more likely than uh, dead people answering trivia. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah. Also, what if the dead person doesn't know anything? Have they got, like, a Wikipedia or something they can well, I check? I feel like dead people have a very long time to hang around and you're more likely to know more things. Ugh, I don't want to spend my afterlife learning. <laughs> What's the point of that? What would you spend your afterlife doing? Skateboarding. You don't skateboard now. Use your current life to skateboard. Ah, oh, but my, my legs are mortal and tired. So if I had ghost legs, that would be much easier. I feel like you're using your immortal afterlife for rubbish. <laughs> well, I, there's no, there's no um, imperative to use your afterlife productively, is there? You've literally got infinity, so eventually you will do everything. Here's something that I've been thinking about. So I don't necessarily, I don't really believe in a heaven or hell. But yeah. either way, you're supposed to be there forever. Right. Correct. And you're you're supposed to be doing if you're in heaven you're supposed to be doing your perfect thing forever. But I think mm. anything that you do forever is not going to be fun. Like if you're doing yeah, something eventually forever, you're gonna get bored. that's not paradise because it's going to be shit after a while. Like after a hundred years of constantly stroking puppies, eventually. <laughs> Your wrists are going to be numb. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't get pain because it's like heaven, but eventually you're going to run out of, like, a nice response to puppies. Yeah. Eventually you're going to be like, ugh, more puppies. (laughs) I have to wake up and do this shit. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure people who actually believe in the afterlife would say that's actually quite a literal interpretation of it, and really you kind of go to this place where time doesn't exist and you're sort of just an infinitesimal ball of happiness um and normal logic from down here doesn't work anymore but i want to do skateboarding so but not forever you'll scab your knees i thought i won't i i won't i'll be good at skateboarding (laughs) i highly doubt that (laughs) i well in i will in the afterlife i'll be perfect because i'll have been a good boy and so i'll be perfect at skateboarding in my heaven but my point is, you could be perfect at skateboarding now if you just practice skateboarding now. Like, why would you... I don't want to practice. You just want to be instantly good at skateboarding. Yeah, that's why I like playing Tony Hawk on the PlayStation, and I've never touched a skateboard. You've never touched... You've, so you've never rode a skateboard? Okay, I, I did a little bit, but the problem was, at the time, it was in our garden, and our patio was about two metres across... So I was basically skateboarding in about a metre's worth and then I'd have to stop and then turn around and then go the other way. So I don't, I didn't really get a fair shot, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, and you've got the little steps down to the grass, so... Yeah, so that's, that's you know, a hazard. Okay, well that's fair, I guess. Anyway, we'll, we'll do my skateboard cast another time. <laughs> yeah. um, but basically... Summary of all of that is you probably have memories that you don't realise that you have and things you don't know that you know until you use a Ouija board. Mm. So, here's my thought. Next time I have an exam, I'm just going to bring a Ouija board in with me. (laughs) 
Yeah, but you do maths, right? Mm-hmm. So that is going to have to be a much more complex Ouija board. <laughs> like, you're going to have to have the pi symbol, square root. No, because or... I just ask it yes or no questions. That's like, oh, uh, so I'd be like, okay. am I right in doing this? And it would be like, yes. Or I probably no. Ouija boards, <laughs> I wonder if they're allowed in exams. I highly doubt it. But, like, what's to stop me from making my own with the exam paper? I, I mean, I guess it counts as notes because you've written stuff down that you've taken in. Mm. I don't know. But they haven't specifically banned it, so you might be able to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although or I'm just not write one down on the back of the exam paper. My exams. So I feel like. Oh, uh, right. A tunnel to the dead is, is probably a... bad. I mm, know, no. no. Mm. Anyway, so that's anyway. the end <laughs> of my information on Ouija boards. Cool. My list of random facts that I just read they were out fun. in order. <laughs> <laughs> they were fun facts. Yeah. So are we like going to just do our final assessment of yeah. whether it was bullshit? Yeah. What do you think that was all about? Do you think that Quoth was actually <laughs> a man or... I don't... I can't remember if we said this already. I don't think we have. Maybe we did with Annalise. I can't remember. Um, but you, So you know the spirit that said it was named Quaff. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how you looked up uh, if that was actually a word? I do. Do you remember what Urban Dictionary told you it meant? <laughs> I do. And I think that we did say this on the recording. Did you? Mm-hmm. A fart that comes out of a penis. After surgery. After surgery, uh-huh. right. <laughs> like, a, like a male queef. But a, a male a quaff. Yeah. <laughs> a male queef. I, I think mean, it was just know, the I'm... spirit fucking with us, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like, um, like whenever I play Legend of Zelda or, you know, those kind of games, mm-hmm. and then ask you at the start to put your name in. And sometimes I'll put Tom, but sometimes I'll just put in, like, testes or <laughs> bum or something. It was basically that, wasn't it? I always did, like, you know, on Animal Crossing where you could put in whatever you wanted. Yeah. You could use, like, emojis. So I'd just have a name that was, like, Sun Rainbow. That's a much more wholesome version yeah, of what I, know. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So Quaff in itself, the fact that that happened... I think kind of proves to me that we didn't contact a spirit. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, it's not a name, is it? It's not a name. None of the names were names. None of the answers were very helpful. was pretty close. Yeah. But it is also repeated letters, which is easier to do. As we found with our arms, when when it was just the two of us, how it kept going to no. Like, it kept going to the same places. Mm. I think GG is probably easier to do yeah, by accident. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, isn't it? Yeah, it was almost GG. It had a J instead of the I, didn't it? Yeah. So that that's not a name. No. It's just not. It's not. I think you're right. I think from the beginning, we have both been anti-Ouija boards and we knew they wouldn't work. And I really wanted to be convinced and I really wanted to get good results, but we didn't. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I probably wouldn't do it again. Like, it was kind of fun a bit, 
but really not worth it. I might do it if there was a big group of people, like... Mm. If there was a big group of people who wanted to do it, I wouldn't get other people, like... I wouldn't be recruiting people again to do it. Like, I made you and Nelly do it with me. Yeah. yeah they'd have to... But then, also, if you find a bunch of people who want to be in a Ouija board club, are they the kind of people you want to do a Ouija board <laughs> with, necessarily? I didn't know, but other, like, sceptics who also find it interesting. That's just going to be, like, like, like a table full of people not podcast. moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Were you convinced at all? No, not really. No. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to be. Yeah, I wanted to at least feel like there might be ghosts. The only moment I got, like, a chill of what I really wanted, like, I really wanted to be kind of freaked out, was when it spelled mm. out stop. And that didn't last for yeah. very long, that creepy <laughs> feeling. Sometimes you want that fun, <laughs> creepy feeling. Yeah, you kind of want to feel like, oh my god, we're communicating with the spirit, yeah. and it's going to kill us, and then later be like, well, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this has been our first Halloween episode. Um, coming out, like, ages coming after Halloween. Coming out after the, <laughs> like, <laughs> mid-November. It's fine. Um, basically, I've been doing loads of stuff i'm doing a master's at the moment and i'm just i've got so much work to do so i hope that everyone listening doesn't mind bearing with me and maybe only releasing episodes like once a month or something because we do love everyone who listens and we're glad that you listen um yeah. and i want to keep producing content because i really enjoy making podcasts as well like but I can't necessarily commit loads of time to it. And these podcasts, like, planning them do take a lot of time. Yeah, you've got to, like, research and, yeah, and stuff, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to everyone who um, who tweets at us, yeah, at catscabinet underscore pod. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you, if you listened and you enjoyed, please, you know, tweet us and let us know. Um, yeah, thanks to the people who've been doing that. It kind of, you know... It's just, it's good positive affirmation, isn't it? It makes all the stress of like, oh, I can't research a podcast and do this coursework. Like, it makes all the stress worthwhile. <laughs> mm, yeah. And uh, and do uh, check out our Facebook page as well. And if you, you can, like, review it as well via whatever podcast mm-hmm. um, medium you use. Uh, yeah okay and next episode we're going to be doing creepy pasta stories which i think is going to be so much fun so definitely come back to that that's going to be part two of our halloween i'm not sure if we're going to do the third part which is ghost stories we might just lump it in with our creepy pasta stories i'll see um but until then bye